Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name's Andrew Bascom, and for 130 episodes, we've helped you lose money. We're a sports gambling podcast where we lose as many bets as possible in about 20-ish minutes. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on the UFC fight night, on some MLB futures, and boxing somehow, but not really. We'll get into it. And of course, a recap and a record check at the end of the show. Too many bets this week. Let's get on to bet number one. Bet number one. Okay, we have to start with UFC. As you'll see soon, we had a good weekend with UFC 277, so let's keep that ball rolling. Let's lose all that money that we just won. So we're excited. We're excited because it's a pretty good card. I know I say this every once in a while, but it's a pretty good card. Let's start with an interesting prelim fight that will take place on Saturday between the Walterweights, Brian Battle, and Takashi Soto. Battle is the Ultimate Fighter Season 29 winner. I'm not sure if that means anything anymore, but I'm just letting you know. He's currently the minus 235 favorite, while Soto enters as a plus 183 underdog. Battle holds a sizable four-inch reach advantage over Soto, which should help Battle stay in that range. But just keep in mind, when we say four inches, and I don't think they say that enough, is that when somebody has a four-inch reach advantage, that is two inches an arm, right? So just, when, so it's, when it's always like a two-inch reach advantage, I'm like, well, it's an inch an arm. Like, let's not, you know, let's not overstress this a little too much. Battle also has a very underrated ground game, which he has flashed under some pressure in the Ultimate Fighter finale versus Gilbert Ermita. And Battle's conditioning won that out in that matchup. But eventually, he secured like a deadly rear naked choke, which doesn't bode well for Soto, who's lost by submission twice in the UFC. So Battle being minus 235, we're not going to take that. We're just going to go right for Battle by submission at plus 400. Then we get into the welterweights between Vincente Luque and Jeff Neal. Well, you know us. We're a big Vincente Luque podcast. We're always betting on him. It's kind of like our uh, Enclave bet last week, where we're like, well, we've been in Enclave for a while now, so now we're not going to go out. Luke we've been loving for a long time. He enters at minus 182 favorite right now, leaving Neil at a plus 145. So this fight is a clever bit of matchmaking for the UFC since Luke, he's ranked sixth in the division and just lost to Blah Muhammad, another favorite of the podcast. Um, and this test against Neil is the number 13 Walter Wright. Keep in mind, Neil's still really good. He's very dangerous, but he's ranked number 13 because the, the division's really stacked. But it offers a chance for a rebound performance. You know, Luke had a four-fight finish streak halted by the well-rounded Muhammad, you know, who, of course, Mr. Decision went to decision. And in that five-round fight, Luke was aggressive but got caught off guard by some of Bilal's striking exchanges while also surrendering a few takedowns. Since Neil doesn't pose that grappling threat, expect Luke to come out of the gates and just even with less restraint. He's just going to come out swinging. And I, I, I fear for Jeff Neal's uh, safety. So we're going to be taking Luke by KO and TKO at a plus 350. And in the main event, we have Jamal Hill, who's been the favorite in five of his six career fights, but has never been as much of a favorite as he is on Saturday at minus 275 versus Tiago Santos. You know Tiago Santos, big guy, really big guy, really big muscles, and has a hilarious Molnir tattoo right down the center of his chest, the big hammer from Thor. It, uh, I feel like he got it and started losing, so uh, keep that in mind. Hill is 31 and he's coming off consecutive vicious knockouts of Walker and Jimmy Crute, which both earned performance of the night bonuses. Santos, on the other hand, is just on a brutal skid. He's lost four of his last five, with his only win is a decision over Walker, not a knockout. He was a plus 450 underdog in his last fight versus Magomed Ankleyev, and you know how we feel about that, and that didn't go well for him. And Hill's a lightning-fast striker, known for blasting opponents with like sharp hooks, overhands, 
uses his southpaw stance, and, and he'll often explode out of the guard with a lead hook, a move that knocked down and ultimately knocked out Jimmy Crute. The same right hand, this time from an orthodox look, put Walker out at UFC 48. I just, honestly, this one's not that close. We're going to take Hill minus 275. We feel really good about that. We're going to be putting that in parlays. And we're also going to be taking an over 2.5 rounds at plus 130. Obviously, people do not believe that this will last very long. Both guys are knockout artists, so they think something's going to happen there. We're going to be taking the over two and a half because it's kind of like a Naganu Lewis thing. When both guys know that they're just going to go for a knockout, they are oddly conservative and weirdly in a nice way, respectful of each other's power. So we think there's going to be a little bit of dancing. So we're going to take an over two and a half at plus 130. Good number as well. That's a UFC. We'll get to the recap at the end here, but we can't wait to talk about UFC 277, so we can't wait to lose it all. Let's go on to bet number two. Bet number two. Okay, the trade deadline just happened, so we're still trying to see where everyone went and how that's going to affect things, but we wanted to kind of talk about how the numbers have moved dramatically because of the trade deadline. Now, obviously, the Dodgers sit on top of the World Series odds board at plus 350 to win the World Series, the Dodgers, in a tie with the New York Yankees. Now, that is not as shocking. Well, I get like LA, New York, they're both really, really good teams. The Dodgers pretty much run out an all-star team. The New York Yankees cannot keep a ball inside the stadium. They are destroying everything. But the Padres were 1,500. The Cardinals were 3,300, and they have moved dramatically. So all these odds are coming from points bet. But in the moments leading up to the trade, the Padres were dropping to plus 1,200 at points bet. And across the rest of the market, they were you know, 1,200 at Caesars, 1,100 at FanDuel, 1,000 at BetMGM. Because of the Juan Soto trade, obviously. You could have had San Diego as long as a plus 2,000 odds on Tuesday morning. And by Wednesday night, they had almost cut their odds in half. Now, that makes sense. They just acquired, you know, a generational player. He's like 24 and he's incredible. Actually, let's throw out some stats. Entering play on Tuesday, Soto was hitting 246 and an 894 and 21 home runs. His 91 walks lead all of baseball. Though Soto did struggle in May and June and I think helped I don't know if it actually helped because I think people see through this kind of thing. They know he's a really talented player, but he did struggle in May and June, at least by his standards. An 817 OPS in May is well below his career average in 966. June was even worse. He was hitting 195 with a 772 OPS, but he came alive in July, hitting six home runs, 315 batting average, and a more Soto-like 1,111 OPS. Jesus. Joining Soto in San Diego is teammate Josh Bell, who's hitting 301 with 14 homers and an 877 OPS who is a much bigger upgrade over Luke Voigt, who they traded away as well. So, you know us. (laughs) Not in a million years would we be taking favorites. Would we be taking a plus 350 for a World Series that's going to happen in October? Heads up, it's August. We would never in a million years take 350. You have to at least incentivize this. Plus, in baseball, does anyone remember the Atlanta Braves last year? Like they, they They were the sixth best team, seventh best team in the league. These things happen all the time. You get, you get hot at the right time, you make a magical run. And so like plus 350 is as good as, and don't get me wrong, as good as the Yankees and Dodgers are, which they are, I'm not touching these ones. And why would you? You're not, there's no value. Just keep betting them day in and day out. You'll make that money back that way. So we're just informing you about the odd changes, but I just need to let you know that we're going to be doing some sprinkles here. So I often think too, what is the, what's the most boring option? Because usually that's what happens. It's never, it's never like the, oh, that would be a fun story and they haven't won in a long time or this is really plucky or a veteran that's going to retire. No, that's why we're going to sprinkle something on the Tampa Bay Rays at plus 4,000 because they possess black magic and we can't have fun as a society. Nope, nope. Not a fun-loving curse team like the Mets. You know, the Mets would be a fun one. We'll get the Rays who have 5,500 fans at a home game and no one will care about them, probably move in five years. Plus, Tampa Bay is on a crazy run for championships in general, just as a city. Just a really boring, stupid city. <laughs> I don't care if anyone's listening from Tampa Bay. Your city's weird. 
And I, I just, and I can't believe that they get to have all the fun. So that, that sounds about right. Tampa Bay Rays plus 4,000. There you go. All right, we'll get on to bet number three about boxing in a second. But now a word from BetStamp. Now a word from our sponsor and an app I use all the time, BetStamp. So here at Losing Money, we always talk about the importance of line shopping. You got to make sure you're getting the best number possible when you're placing a bet. We're throwing out numbers all the time. How do I know that that's the, the opportunity I could have won the most money possible, even though we don't because we lose money here. Also, through the app, I can just click on the book. So I see the right line I like. I just click on that number. It takes me right to the book to place a wager. Perfect. Now, having a bet you want to move off of or, or try and acquire a pick from a number that you missed out on, you can buy and sell picks with full transparency on the app, just through the app. Plus, they don't take a cut. It's completely free and safe. Also, we post all of our picks at Losing Money WAB on Twitter and Instagram every day. But if you want to track how we're doing, and heads up, <laughs> we're losing, babies. Or track other bettors, famous bettors that say they're winning money all the time. You could track their bets through the BetStamp app. So download the BetStamp app today. Bet number three. Okay, bet number three time. So we want to talk about boxing. And to be perfectly honest, we want to talk about boxing a lot. We want to talk about boxing way more than we do. It's a really exciting sport and it's a perfect gambling sport. Between this and you know, horse racing, I think it's like the beginning of like modern Western sports betting. But as much as I want to love boxing, boxing doesn't want to love me back because their importance on uh, undefeated records, which I guess kind of started with Mayweather because before that, you know, you had really, really good fighters like Muhammad Ali. Look how many losses he had even before you know, his career got a little weird at the end there. Losses were not an important thing. It meant that you were fighting good competition. But all of a sudden, since the late 90s until now, you have to be undefeated. You have to be undefeated. And that's now that's both impressive because he never lost. But at the same time, is not showing that you're presenting yourself with very challenging fights at all. And we can get to that because we're going to talk about Virgil Ortiz Jr., who's fighting this weekend. He is incredible. He's a really incredible prospect. And he has a 100% knockout rate. 100% knockout rate. And guess what? He's undefeated. He's 18 and 0. Well, that's great. Well, okay, absolutely. And guess who he's fighting? Michael McKinson. And guess what? Michael McKinson is also undefeated. So you're thinking, oh my God, two undefeated fighters. This is going to be so good. 18 and 0 versus 22 and 0. This is going to be fantastic, right? Well, no, because Virgil Ortiz Jr. is favored at, let me look this, I just got it. There's a lot of numbers here. So let me just double check. Minus 1,428. He's a minus 1,400 favorite. That's insane. That's insane because this is nothing but fodder. This is nothing but McKinson taking an absolute huge paycheck and good for him. He should absolutely deserves this. That's no shot at him, but it's just shot at the Ortiz Jr. camp for not finding something that will actually test him. They're not creating good fighters this way. And it's really annoying because I want to keep betting on boxing. I want boxing to be interesting, but it's no coincidence that boxing only becomes interesting when, you know, minor celebrities that aren't boxers get into the ring. And it's, it, they have only to blame themselves. You know, like the UFC has got a lot of issues and they're owned by the same central body. So it's a little bit different, but some of the best UFC fighters of all time have like 10 losses. And it's because they were in interesting fights and we got to see them lose and come back and build themselves up and do something different. There's a narrative around that that's really exciting. And it's really frustrating when boxing doesn't want to help itself. So instead, we have one of the best prospects in the sport fighting this weekend, and we know he's going to win. I can't do anything with it. I, minus 1,400. Well, I guess he's going to be in every parlay I've got from here till, I don't know, the next U.S. election. You want to, I'm going to be betting best picture winner, and Virgil Ortiz Jr. is going to be on the parlay somehow. And I'll be looking back like six months ago like, what was that? What? The only way that we think we can make money on this is take a stab at a specific round finish because heads up, he's going to get finished. McKinson's going to get knocked out by Ortiz. There's just no way around it. So we're going to be taking a round seven finish, which actually is getting us a good number at plus 800. 
the problem is between all the 12 rounds it's a real stab in the dark it's like taking a lottery or a raffle or something like that there's nothing you can do about it so we're gonna take round seven plus 800 and throw them in every parlay i got seriously that's all i got it's a great fight with two good fighters and that's all i got boxing let me love you that's all i'm saying let's go to a recap recap okay so here are the bets we took on today's episode we're gonna take battle by submission at plus 400 we're gonna take Vijante Luque by KO and TKO at plus 350. We're gonna take Hill minus 275 and the fight over two and a half rounds plus 130. We're taking a sprinkle on the Tampa Bay Rays to win the World Series at plus 4,000 because we can't have nice things. And we're gonna be taking Virgil Ortiz Jr. at minus 1,400 and a round seven stoppage at plus 800. Got it? Good. Record check. Yeah, record check time because we want money. Yes, UFC 277 was this weekend, and we won money on it. It went almost exactly how we thought it would, which is really exciting. You know, there's not a lot to be said, but we went four and one. That's four units. That's great. That's, let's go out drinking. That's a lot of fun. We had Magomed Ankleyev at a KO TKO, plus 165 for the win. Obviously, we love him. We feel really good about him. I think he's going to be fighting for a title very, very soon. He looked very dominant again, which is exciting. Our lone loss was Kai Kara France at plus 185. And to be perfectly honest, I think it was worth the stab at the underdog. Uh, that liver kick that Moreno gave him is, I love that. I love that that's still a thing. Like you could be the toughest guy in the world. You could be chewing on broken glass and doing all this guy. And then somebody hits you right in the liver and your body just goes, no, no, stop, stop. And you, your face just like, like you just ate something sour and just have to fall over. I absolutely love that. It was a perfectly placed kick. It was so vicious, but that fight was one, one going into that third round, which ultimately the ended. So you kind of sat there going like, eh, it was worth a shot. Also, we had the under four and a half rounds at plus 140, so that also made us feel pretty good. So, you know. We had Nunez minus 245. Ooh, yeah, so not a lot to say there. She, she wore her around for five rounds. And I do love, you know, you've heard me say on the podcast too, I think sometimes the commentary on UFC is not good. Uh, I think they often, do, I don't know, we're in a weird spot where no one really understands the rules of MMA. Yeah, and, and so there's these weird times where they say stuff that is not true, and so fans kind of, clamor one way or another and going like why didn't that happen and people like that's not a real thing and i think the same thing with nunez nunez just kicked the shit out of pena for three rounds and then the last two rounds was like well i'm just gonna take you down and lie down and i'm gonna i'm letting you off here man i'm letting you off and then pena and i will say all the credit to her even though she says some insane stuff that i don't always agree with uh and i think naturally would not be a person i get along with she's tough and she's stuck in there the whole fight like stuck in the way that she was conscious the whole fight i don't think she was actually ever really competitive. But when Nunez was taking her down in the last two rounds and she was lying on top of her like, hey, I'm giving you out. I'm giving you an out. And she was like, I'm trying for an armbar, which never really even got that close. But you hear the announcers going, like, oh, they're gonna... no, it's not even that close. Oh, she gets out. Okay. And then she goes back down again. And then I, I did like in the fifth round, she's like, stop trying that. And then Nunez just went again, just making her bleed her own blood till the, till the canvas was just crimson. Ooh, that's good. I'm an author at this point. There we go. Honestly, I, I don't really know what Nunez is left for Nunez other than fight Shevchenko again. Shevchenko's really good. Um, she's a much different fighter than she was in the first time when Nunez beat her. And I, I think it's time for her to defend that title as well. So I think that's the only fight left out there that you really want to see. But I also had a two-way parlay between Magomed and Klayev and Nunez for minus 160. And that was great because those were two dominating wins. So four and one plus four units. Fantastic. Now over to at losing money WAB. That's our free daily picks on Twitter, on Instagram. We went three, eight, and one. Oh, motherfucker. God damn, that's why we can't have nice things. So three, eight, and one, unfortunately, on the social picks, four and one on the episode picks. So how many social units? It was minus four units. And then episode it was plus four units. 
that's a long week to get back to zero. So if you want to check our record too, we post all of our picks on the BetStamp app so you can keep us honest. That being said, I cannot wait to lose money on the UFC Fight Night, on MLB Futures, and boxing. Kind of. Subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please give us a subscribe and a like to at WIB on either Twitter or Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. Also, download the BetStamp app and tell them Losing Money with Andrew Bascom sent you so you can help support the podcast. We'll be back on Monday next week to lose money on the NFC and AFC East win totals with the Panzerati Prince. Have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!